The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I have heard from my father. It was not I who, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. This I command you, love one another. The gospel of the Lord. I follow an online forum of evangelizers and disciple-makers where we share stories of challenges, techniques, ideas, and successes in our Christian ministries. Last week, one of the members reported being shocked by a question from someone going through a conversion process in her own parish ministry. They had asked, What does it mean to pray for someone? What does it mean to pray for someone? And her point in sharing that was that in our own sharing of the good news of our faith, we often assume many things that are not so self-evident to people. The question is a good one. What does it mean to pray for someone else? What do you think? What does it mean to pray for someone? Have you ever told someone that you will pray for them? I have. Have you ever asked anyone to pray for you? Yeah, I have too. What do you mean when you say that? What do you expect when you ask that? Sometimes it helps to get back to the basics in many things in life, and especially in our practice of the faith. We get complacent, rusty, and even lazy. Have you ever told someone, I'll pray for you, and then promptly forget what you're praying for, or even who you're praying for, until you see them next, and then you remember their woes. You're like, oh yeah, I was supposed to be praying for her. I'll confess, I've done that on occasion. It helps just to say a quick Hail Mary right there before the person asks you, but sometimes we forget because it becomes such a regular part of our faith vocabulary. Yeah, I'll pray for you or pray for me. 
It's a sign of allowing life to crowd out the essential goodness of our relationship with Jesus and with others. So a return to the basics is certainly a good idea here. But Jesus seems to be belaboring a point in today's gospel, doesn't he? He talks about remaining in my love or loving one another eight times today. And between the second reading and the gospel, which are only 13 verses, we see the word love in some form or another 18 times. Okay, Jesus, I get it. Or do I? Do I really understand the power of that love that he's talking about? Does that love make a true difference in my life? Is that the real love that I show to others? Like the love that Jesus showed us through his own sacrifice. That love is the foundation of the entire Christian life. It is not something that we can invent or think up. Rather, as St. John says, God is love. God is love. If we want to show that love, then we have to be connected to God in an intimate way, ready to share him with everyone. That is the love that must underscore our prayer for ourselves and for others. Because when we pray for others, we are making a promise. We are promising to ask God for what is good for them. What is good for them. And we cannot really do this if we are not filled with love. Otherwise, they are empty words, an insult to others, and a waste of God's time. The love that Jesus is talking about, the love that we hear 18 times in the scripture readings today, is Christ's love that he showed throughout his life, and especially in his passion and death. It is sacrificial love. It is love that hurts. And that love is totally outward focused, just like God's love. And therefore, John can say, in this is love. Not that we have loved God, but that he has loved us and sent his son as expiation for our sins. Those two go together. And when we show that love, we are capable of great things. Or better, God is capable of great things through us. Our prayer is effective. Even prayer for our enemies. This puts that into a different perspective. It is very radical 
to pray for someone else, in particular to pray for those who hurt you. Because you have to ask God for their good. That is what it means to pray for them. It's not, please God, let me pass this test. It's not, please God, let there be green lights all the way to work. It is, I want good for those for whom I pray. Because we are filled with Christ's love. And this is the key to true holiness. Since it is through love that we fulfill the law. Not through slavish obedience to it, but through love. Pope Francis, in his recent exhortation to the faithful, speaks of this love that inspires our prayer. Listen to what he says. Amid the thicket of precepts and prescriptions, Jesus clears a way to seeing two faces, that of the Father and that of our brother. He does not give us two more formulas or two more commands. He gives us two faces, or better yet, one alone, the face of God reflected in so many other faces. For in every one of our brothers and sisters, especially the least, the most vulnerable, the defenseless, and those in need, God's very image is found. Indeed, with the scraps of this frail humanity, the Lord will shape his final work of art. For what endures, what has value in life, what riches do not disappear? Surely these two, the Lord and our neighbor, these two riches do not disappear. So, when we pray for others, we are striving to see God's face in them. And we are seeking what is good for them in God's eyes. And when we ask someone else to pray for us, we are expressing a deep desire for them to see us as God sees us. And we are asking them for what will bring us closer to him as we grow closer to one another. This is a basic element of our relationship with Jesus and with one another. So basic that we may take it for granted or even forget. Christ reminds us again today that the way to fulfill God's will lies in the very basic task of loving one another as he loves us. And if we can get that right, then we can change the world.